Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. I mean, it's been a while since I've done one of these. Uh, it's been a lot of uh, things uh, that I've been taking outside of, of uh, football, so I've been uh, a little bit uh, behind on the video. So hopefully uh, things will pick up again, but... Uh, you know, but I mean, I'm happy to be here, happy to be back doing these. So, uh, back to the match reaction show. It's finished. Uh, Manchester City 2, West Ham United 1. And I mean, I mean, the league title was over a long time ago. The, the title race, or whatever you want to call it, if you call it a race, uh, it was over a long time ago. I think City are now um, not pretty much. I'd say they're, they're done. His title is done. I know a lot of people, I mean, the commentary box and then the media, you know, you've got to protect the assets. You're like, oh, it's, it's there. It's almost there. It's almost there. No, it's there. It's done. Um, it's over. So, but that was done. But I think, I think from uh, from a different perspective, I think I think this match would be of interest a to West Ham for their top four spots. Um, and I think they've shown some credentials. Uh, ultimately, it's a loss, but they showed that they have got the ability to win, you know, games against teams that are better than them, or at least put in good performances against teams. So, they look like they have that bit of quality. Will it be enough to see them edge out uh, Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea? Will it be enough? I mean, that that's something to think about. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, you know, but on the other side, uh, I think on the flip side that you're looking at it is the fact that uh, this game would be of interest probably to Everton, definitely. Uh, maybe Leicester, maybe Chelsea. Uh, you know, with, with terms of the in terms of the FA Cup, uh, you know, those probably would, will be the teams that they will probably look at competing against. Um, you know, and then and then of course the Champions League for the likes of Bayern and PSG um, and whoever else makes it through. So. I think from that perspective, this game was important and interesting. But I think in terms of title race, this game was pretty much a, it, every game from now is pretty much a dead rubber. But really, for Manchester City, it's all about just getting yourself in position to challenge for those other two trophies. So I thought it was a good game. Uh, I thought West Ham played really, really well. I mean, quantifying that, I think they played really, really well today. City, I think they missed Ruben Diaz today. I don't think Kyle Walker offers them what Ruben Diaz does. Sinchenko tries but I don't think he's at that level on the left-hand side. So I think they missed Ruben Diaz today, and that probably was what led to that opening goal uh, for West Ham. Not, not the opening goal, but the equalizer for West Ham is because I don't think if Ruben Diaz plays, that ball gets lost on that right-hand side. But uh, that was a good good uh, piece of play from West Ham. They actually broke through the press quite a few times. I put this on Twitter as well. I think they broke through the press quite a few times. The problem was they just didn't have that cutting edge up front. I mean, Antonio is a bit of a grafter. He's not really crafty. I mean, Lingard has a few good touches and it's good for West Ham. But, you know, when you're trying to break down a team like Man City, you just need a little bit more. Um, you felt that they were missing that final killer pass, that killer touch that would have just, you know, got them on goal or got them the goal. And that just won that one moment. There were actually two moments. Well, the first one was the goal uh, where, they, where they got past the press and they put in some good passes and they got that goal. And the second was a chance at the end for Issa Diop. I thought that was, that was a good chance as well to score. But again, aside from that, there were times when City, uh, West Ham had City on the back foot. But then they just gave it away with the bad pass or, you know, it was a poor cross, a poor decision making, whatever the case was. But then that's the reason that's that's West Ham, isn't it? So um, and I think that was it. I think there was some encouragement there for the teams is that if you get through the press and you have a little bit of quality, you can hurt Manchester City. You can get goals. Of course, keep in mind, this is a Manchester City that's playing without Ruben Diaz, that's playing without uh, Rodri, uh, then have full Foden as well, then start as well. So 
it's quantifiable. Even Raheem Sterling was not available today. He didn't play today as well. So it was missing a few players. But that's that's just Manchester City, isn't it? They can have four, five, six players out and they can still win games uh, pretty easily, but better than most other teams. And that's just what it is. Um, the first goal, the interesting as well for City, though, the two goals that they scored both came from set pieces today. And that was very, very important as well for me to notice because both goals came from defenders, but that's fine. But the thing was, they both came from set pieces. So they didn't actually break West Ham down um, as frequently as they would have liked from open play. They broke them down uh, from, from set pieces, whether that was the first goal, which was Ben Johnson conceding the free kick, and then it's a nice little work through, and then they score the goal. Or, you know, on the other side, the same thing that happens with the corner that comes through, um, you know, after Craig Dawson had created the initial foul. And so they get a goal from that. So both goals came from set pieces, but both are very, very well worked. I think Kevin De Bruyne with a magnificent cross for the first goal. Riyad Mahrez with some really good play for that second goal. And then Diaz for finishing it off with the header. Johnson, Don Stone's finishing it off with the header. I mean, what a turnaround for City. I mean, overall, they've just, they were just brilliant. Um, they were brilliant in most spaces of play, but they were a bit sloppy, though, at times. They were giving the ball away. Maybe that was because West Ham were a little bit well-vested. They had more energy. So Declan Rice, you know, was covering a lot of blade. Sufal was covering a lot of blade. So, you know, they had that. But I still think City, I, I think that's something that's probably there for them to work on because it's going to be uh, two games a week from this point on for City, you would assume, imagine. Um, unless something untoward happens in the Champions League or the FA Cup, uh, you would expect this to be the case at least till the end of the season that they're going to have two games a week. So, you know, they've got to have to get used to that. And if they're going to have to get used to that, um, they're going to have to use to get the players are going to have, and they're going to have to get used to the fact that there's going to be rotation, players are going to come in, and they're going to have to be up to speed quickly. But I think overall, otherwise, I, I, I just feel that what was telling was the fact this was a, a city that was missing a few key players, and yet they were really troubled. And even they made a lot of mistakes, but they were really troubled and they still went on to win. I think one tactical note though, and I, and I pointed this out even against in the Spurs game, is Spurs went in with a back four in the game. Not the 2-0 not the win, but the one that they lost. They went in with a back four. And oftentimes what you saw was City countered that with the front five. Uh, but, you know, it's, the, it's a striker, they're forwards, and then they're two midfielders. And it's almost that way where it's like a four on five and, you know, they can you know, get the gaps in between because the two wingers, if you look at the five, the two wingers are always very wide. And then these three players are kind of trying to get in between uh, the, the fullbacks and the defenders. So, you know, it's, it's almost that. And I said, maybe a back five is the answer to try to keep that quiet. And I think today West Ham showed that a back five can work because again, City didn't beat them in open play. They got the two goals from set pieces. So maybe a back five is, is, is an option. And maybe that's an answer. Again, this is a City team that didn't have its best players. They, they were missing quite a few key players. So I would need to see more of these sort of games to understand if that is an option. But I think a back five might be the way to go. If they're going to stop City from scoring goals, I think a back five might be the answer for a lot of teams. It's just, you know, you, because City, you're going to make that, that front line as wide as possible. So a back four is just going to get stressed. So you need that extra security of a third defender and the extra security of a senior in front of them. So essentially a back six um, you know, maybe something like that. So they probably need six, uh, you know, five, six players just defending because that's what they probably will need um, in terms of beating. Maybe that is an option to stop them from scoring. How do you score against City? Again, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think the, the, the answer from today's game is you just wait for City to make mistakes. You try and defend for your lives. You try and do whatever you can to stop them and, and then hope that somewhere along the line, City just make a mistake and you can kind of uh, capitalize on that. And that's really all that you can talk about from this game. But I, I because I thought, um, as, and as a tactical note, that's what this game was. It was a tactical note for other teams to think about how they can stop them in the other competitions because the league is pretty much gone now uh, for anybody. Well, not pretty much, it's gone. It's gone now uh, for anybody else to worry about. So I think from that perspective, the back five is an intriguing thought. 
Um, and maybe, maybe that is something that that that, that teams can explore. No, I know I know five at the back gets a lot of negative connotations. It's negative football, but you know when you're up against probably the best team in Europe right now, not only England and Europe, probably the best team in Europe right now. I think you you're gonna have to try something different. You're gonna have to be a little bit you know respectful of that, a little bit cautious of that. So then maybe that is an option. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if more teams try to employ that, if more teams try to try to figure that out, and maybe try and work with that. We shall see if that works for them. But uh, I mean, otherwise, it was just a straightforward win. Uh, I mean, as a match, I, I know they gave it to John Stones um, on PT, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think there was a one standout player. I don't think there was any standout player. There were two standout moments for City. But I don't think there was a standout player at City today, and that's fine. Um, you know, sometimes that's good. You know, all of them had probably seven or seven out of tens, probably. Uh, if you were doing sort of a rating system. So I, I don't think there was a standout player, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you, you probably give it to John Stones because he scored a goal. You could give it to Ruben Diaz because of the work that he does as well. So you can't really go wrong with either. Uh, maybe even Fernandinho probably, you know, for the work that he puts in. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's anyone in them in way it doesn't matter at the end of the day. But that's but I think that's that city, isn't it? That you can have players who can consistently play at a high level. Um, that was good. I think one final note for me, I think, will be Ilga Gunduan. And how important he is. But today, I don't think he had a good game today. Um, and what he brings, more than anything else, is the fact is, is his ability to shoot from distance. Which means that even when teams are parking the bus or having five or whatever you want to have at the back, you can have this one player who can probably score from long distance. So players are always going to be afraid, and you know they're going to be a little bit more space because they're going to try to close him down. So I thought that was interesting as well. That today he didn't have a good game and City didn't look at their fluent best. Um, but I think it's, that that's he's going to be a critical player for them in this one in as well. So again, really small notes, and um, it's, it's a straightforward game. And it probably would have been more uh, uh, there would probably have been more an analysis and intrigue if City had lost. But I think with them winning, that's kind of just obvious. But 20 games in a row now, um, you know that the, they're unbeaten. I believe 20 games in a row. I mean, it's just it's it's sensational. And to think that two uh, 0 back again, two 0 Tottenham. Everybody thought City are done. Pepper done. Uh, you know, Jose Mourinho is going to take Spurs back to the top or whatever else the headlines were. Um, and, I, and I'm guilty of that too. I believe that, yeah, maybe City are coming to the end of a cycle and maybe they need a cycle, but they've just gone and, and proven everyone wrong and shown that, you know what, sometimes, even in defeat, there can be lessons that you can take. And if you can act on them quickly enough, you can still turn your seasons around and you can still win games. And that's a note for a lot of teams to take forward, for, not just for this season, but for next season and beyond as well. Sometimes you can learn a lot in defeat. And sometimes you can learn more in defeat than you can in wins and victories. So, I mean, that's just what it is. And I think, um, you know, it's staggering to see, but I, I think City are, are going to be aiming beyond just the Premier League. And, and I think this, this I, I firmly believe this is a season when City will will probably break the Champions League dot. I, there's still a few good teams, but I, I, at the moment, I just don't see anybody else having that combination of defensive and attacking uh, prowess that City have. So, for me, that, for me, they are the favourites. I know a lot of people are going to talk about quarterfinals and things like that, but I think they're the favourites for me even now. And I know once they get past the quarterfinal, which they probably will, um, you know, then I think people will start to them or take them more seriously. But I think for now, for me already, I think they're, they're the favourites for the Champions League. But we'll see what happens there. Anyway, thank you for watching. Uh, we don't have a lot of big games in the Premier League today. It's a bit of a, a slow day and we've got a few big games tomorrow. But I will try to do another one. I'll probably see if I can do the Barcelona-Severe one. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I will keep you updated on, on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter. Um, I'll be posting there to let you know if I'm doing the match reaction show for that one or not. Um, but in the meantime, take care. Thank you so much for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new, if you're watching this for the first time because I haven't done this for a while. Uh, but please subscribe. It really helps me uh, to keep producing these videos. Um, and I want to keep doing that. So your support really helps with that. So really appreciate it. Um, and also smash a like if you enjoyed the video and share your comments about how many points do you think City are going to win this one? What's the over-under? 
on points. I think 19 points is a record that City set. I, I think they can better that. I think they can better that this season because that, because they don't have a team that's really on their level right now. And everybody else is just too busy fighting for top four. So how many points do you think City are going to finish by ahead by? I think they're going to finish out by 20. That's my prediction that they're going to finish out by 20. Let me know what do you think in the comment section. Do you think it's going to be more? Or do you think it's going to be less? Yeah, would love to hear from you. But thank you so much for watching. Take care. Have a good uh, evening or morning, whatever time you're watching this. I'm, I'm doing this in the morning here. Yeah, but, uh, you know, take care and we'll see you again very soon. Okay, bye-bye. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.